0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Roland. You are you. And that makes this Roland's stream of consciousness. Hey, guys, how are you all doing? Are you all feeling good? Are you all standing in your power? Are you all living your truth? Are you standing in your grace? This is February 2021. It's like the second month so far in the year. I think this month makes it a full year since we started. Oh, since we fully jumped into the whole lockdown pandemic situation, at least as far as in the U.S. So it's like a whole year. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Honestly, it's mixed feelings because You know, things are much different right now. And then we could think about it, you know, but within all, I'm grateful. There's so much to be grateful about. I mean, first of all, you got life, right? So let's start there. That's that's what I'm grateful about. I'm grateful that I'm alive. What we're talking about right now, what I'm. You know ranting about is a health crisis that the whole world was plunged into in 2020 and we're not going to go into any of the you know what he is saying what she is saying what is right what is wrong conspiracies and all of that but the mere fact is we as the human race we experienced an attack all right from a strain of virus and it's not something that I take lightly, you know. I definitely have a deep reverence and, you know, soul in mind for the people that passed away, for the people that are deeply affected by this health crisis. Whether it's in terms of having a physical, you know, illness, you're sick or whatever, or you're actually out of job, or You know, whatever, like a lot of people have been affected by this pandemic we're in. All right. Some people are saying the reactions are too crazy. You know, the economy, this, some people are saying people are getting sick, you know, but the bottom line is there's a whole lot of uncertainty. That's not good. That's not bad. That's just what it is right now. All right. No one is certain of when things are going to get back to normal, (laughs) you know, but above everything. All right. It's he who has life that has breath and he who has breath can complain or be grateful. So I choose the path of being grateful and taking life as it comes. All right. Taking it a step at a time. And I know you all are doing your best. All right. Just like I am doing my best. I know you all are doing your best to stay on top of everything, stay on top of your health, on top of your life, on top of your purpose. You know, so I congratulate you. Salute, salute, salute to that, you a warrior. So anyway, why are we here today? Well, if you didn't know, this is the first episode of Roland's Stream of Consciousness. So in this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things life. All right. Relative to this point in time. We're going to talk about spirituality. We're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about wellness. We're going to talk about balance. We're going to talk about history. We're going to talk about contemporary issues. However, we're facing. In society, we're going to talk about everything. We don't hold back any punches at all. Okay. And this is a judgment-free zone. I know you already hear that a lot. But. It is what it is here, okay? So you just gotta you gotta get with it. This is a judgment free zone. We talk about everything, nothing is out of bounds. Alright, we do everything with love and respect, of course. So these are just some of the topics that we're gonna be exploring. But I wanted to start off with the topic that's dearest to me. At this point in time where I find myself in. And I feel like this topic is going to guide future podcasts and future conversations that I'm going to have. And it also guides the way I operate in life, the way I move, the way I think, you know. And I believe it's something that everyone can learn from and tap into. okay. So all I ask is come in here with the open mind and allow yourself to be surprised. All right. So for today, we're going to talk about the seven hermetic principles. That's the topic for today. And that's the tone of the conversation. All right. The seven hermetic principles is a tone that's going to set future conversations and my future existence, or everything is going to be built on this foundation. So I'm sure you guys are already wondering at this point, what the hell is the seven hermetic principles? Well, that's a good thought, all right? It's good to be curious. So before I jump into the seven hermetic principles, I want to give a quick summary of what it is, because... Where I find myself in life right now, I find myself on a path. I find myself on a journey. I've been on this self-mastery, self-actualization, self-discovery journey, whatever you want to call it. All right. I don't care so much for the names or titles. And I personally believe the moment you realize who you are for yourself, like this realization comes from within Every other thing that's that you think is a part of you right now that doesn't really serve you, all that's going to fall off is going to fall away. And that realization of this is who I am, I am not what I see or what I hear or what I think, I am the force that resides within that realization. It's invigorating. And beyond invigorating, you know what else it does? It sets you free it's liberation. It's pure liberation. You're liberated from sides. You're liberated from duality. All right. And this doesn't mean everything is going to be well and dandy, like you're going to (laughs) have a stress-free life or a trouble-free life or a worry-free life. No, that's not the idea behind self-actualization or self-mastery. All right. The idea is to learn how to flow with the curves and the waves of life because life is always going to go up and down life is an ebb and flow we're going to get into that in a little bit all right but life is an ebb and flow you're going to have ups you're going to have downs but learning and mastering yourself is the first tool to actually having a very fulfilling life and a very centered life so when you're going through the ups and downs you remain centered you're not swayed you're not being reactionary No, you're being the player. You're being the actor. And this does not mean that I am a self-actualized being. Because I believe if you're self-actualized, it's going to be difficult to remain in this realm of existence. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. All right. I'm constantly working on my purpose. I'm constantly working to be a better version of myself. I'm constantly working to master myself on all planes that I exist on the mental plane, the physical plane and the spiritual plane alright so the Kabbalion is a book published by someone that goes under the pseudonym the three initiates and the Kabbalion is based on the teachings of a teacher called Hermes Trismegistus he was a revered teacher in Greece, in ancient Greece. And he, based on his teachings, the Kabbalion was created. And it's interesting because in ancient Egypt or in Kemet, the personality Hermes Trismegistus was very similar to a personality that existed in ancient Kemet. And that personality went under a different name. And the personality was known as Thoth. Alright, in ancient Egypt, this same teacher that had his teachings put down into the book called the Kabbalion, he went under the name of Thoth. And he was highly revered, alright, the god of wisdom, the god of science, the god of magic. Alright, so, you know, there's a whole lot of power and wisdom behind his teachings, So basically what this Kabbalion is talking about, it's itemized about seven principles, and these principles, based on what Hermes said, once you can master these seven principles, the principles of the universe, you equally master yourself, because as above, so below, if you can master how, if you have a good knowledge and understanding of how the universe works, Directly, you have a good understanding and knowledge of how you work because you are a figment of the universe as above, so below. Okay. And in this Kabbalion, Hermes states that there are three planes of existence and these three planes of existence, they work in tandem. All right. So you have the physical plane of existence, which is the plane we all exist in right now. You have your physical matter. You can hold a bottle. You could hug your friend. You know, you could look at a bird flying. This is the physical plane of existence. The next plane is the mental plane of existence. You, You have thoughts. You think. All right. You feel. Even though you can't feel it, you can't hold it. Alright, it's visceral, it's it's a real feeling that can be held. Alright, you can't hold your thoughts, you can't quantify your thoughts. But guess what? Your thoughts is like a mindscape, it's like a mind space where you plan out your life and you plan out your reality, whether it's on a subconscious level or a conscious level. Alright, so you have the mental plane of existence. Where you think and all your mental processes go on. Alright. And well, we're gonna get into that in a few moments. Alright. So the next plane of existence is pretty simple. We're not gonna jump too deep into it, is the spiritual plane of existence. Alright, you have spirit in you. There's a force within you that which is light. Alright, that's your spirit. And according to Hermes, these three planes work together hand in hand. Alright. They, they are interconnected. So what happens on one trickles down the other? What happens on the other trickles down to the rest? So knowledge of these three planes of existence, the physical, mental, and spiritual, is the first step in mastering the principles of the universe and in mastering yourself. Because you are the universe. And I hate to break this to you. Many of you already know some of these principles, and are already working with it, even without knowing. All right. So to all of you being alchemists, even without knowing you're an alchemist. And for the most part, it's been popularized in recent times. And I, I believe that's how actually that's how I actually got to know of one of the principles. It was through the Law of Attraction. I, I read a book actually while I was in college the law of attraction, and I also watched the movie or the documentary, so that was the first, that was the first, you know, experience of me tapping into that, oh, we're all connected, like, everything is all connected, like, if you can think about it, you can get it, and you know what's crazy, after I watched that video, I I was so inspired, I was like, damn, you know, you actually create your reality, like, like, I mean, we're talking about people, Manifesting their dream jobs, their dream vacation, their dream cars. We're also talking about people that were healing themselves from terminal diseases, from terminal illnesses, from terminal conditions. People that are paralyzed, they started walking just by tapping into the power of the mental, tapping into the power of the mind and manifesting the mind. So this definitely got me stirred up. So I would say that was probably around the first time I got hip to the seven universal principles, even though I just thought it was just one, you know, the law of attraction. But based on further research, that was just an element of the seven universal principles. So if you're already hip to you manifesting what you want or are you thinking about it, you working towards it, that's manifesting. If you're already hip to that, you're already you've already mastered one of the steps or one of the principles and you didn't know it So big man big woman check this out the first principle of the kobalian is the principle of mentalism the all is mind the universe is mental and I'm not I'm gonna try my best to not go heebie-jeebie just yet I'm I'm gonna try and keep things simple to explain this, The all is mind. The universe is mental. It just means everything that happens, everything that we perceive, everything that we see, our experience, is as a result of a mental state that precedes that experience. When you think about it in a simple way, it's really about doing things twice, all right? It first happens in your mind before it happens in the physical. So to give a quick example, going back into the law of attraction, that's what the whole premise is about. You got to think it. You got to conceive it in your mind's eye. First off, you got to first create it in your mental space before you can manifest it in the physical space. To take it onto the spiritual side, I know everyone has dreams, and that's most likely something that's the most esoteric and confusing thing we can experience as human beings. This goes back all all the way to like you know ancient times when people were pretty much getting paid a whole lot of money just to interpret dreams, you know, because it's just so confusing a part of our experience to us. But I believe there's a whole lot of things we can learn from our dreams. If there's anything to learn, I would say, and this is relative of course, all right? Everyone is all tapped into themselves at different levels. But I've definitely had precognition through my dreams. And if you don't know if you don't if you don't understand what precognition is, it's it's the experience of seeing something or experiencing something in a different space before it actually physically happens. And this has happened multiple times. I would say the most recent one was, this happened a few weeks back, and I had like a mental image, a mental experience of my cat stepping out the house for the first time, at least through the front door. i have a balcony and i let him go out there and play but it's elevated so he can actually jump across or you know you get the gist but if i'm gonna let him out through the front door is usually on a leash all right i never open the front door without him being on a leash just so he doesn't run out the street and get run over by a car but what's crazy about this mental image i had was for the first time ever He stepped out of the house. I saw him step out of the house and he saw me too. And the moment I tried to tell him to get back into, I was like, yo, boy, get back into the house. Like he just took off. He was on the right side of the house. Once he stepped out, he took off and he was out. Not so long after that, I wake up, you know, I go through the motions of the day. I do what I have to do. And as I'm seeing my friend out of the house, all right, I escort my friend to the car. And I look back at my door and I find that my door was open and my cat was standing outside my door in the exact same position I saw him. And I'm like, damn, like what I'm experiencing right now is not new. I've experienced this before. What is this? Whatever you want to call that, you know, it's up to you. But what I would say is the universe is mental. All is the mind. This it happens in this in the spirit before it happens on the mental. It happens on the mental before it happens in the physical. You take that how you want to take it. So jumping into the next principle is the principle of correspondence. As above, so below. As below, so above. The Kabbalion. So pretty simple. This principle explains what's within is a reflection of what's without. What's above, what's in heaven, is a reflection of what's on earth. So anyway, this principle of correspondence explains that the three planes of existence have a certain type of interconnectedness to them. The mental plane affects the physical plane and the physical plane affects the spiritual plane. When one plane is influenced, that influence trickles down across. When you influence or affect the physical plane, that echoes all the way to the physical, sorry, that echoes all the way to the mental and the spiritual. So for a practical example of how this principle of correspondence applies to our everyday life, think about simple goal. Let's say you have a goal to lose some weight. Well, first off, that goal came to you as a thought. So you have to recognize the mental role that that's playing. You conceived the thought to lose some weight. Well, now you've conceived the thought. To achieve that goal, you have to make sure that your physical movement, your physical direction everything you do on the physical plane, how you eat, what you do, your workouts, your routines, you have to make sure that all these are in alignment with your mental plan. So in a sense, we're aligning the mental and the physical. We're unifying them to create the reality we want. We created a reality in our mental state and now we're following up with our physical state by manifesting the reality that we want. It's just that simple. Like, you want this, then you got to create it. You got to think about it and you you have to work towards it. It's not going to happen any other way, period. And the good thing about it is once you start to work in the physical, once you start to lose weight, once you start to achieve the athletic goals that you set for yourself, it starts to affect the other planes of your existence it starts to affect your mood you find that you're in better moods generally you're you're happier you're filled with energy all right as a result of the change in your physical state you started working out you started putting on some muscle mass all right you shed a whole lot of fat and your body feels lighter your vibrations go higher. So this trickles and affects your other planes of existence too. So as you're working on your physical, you're at the same time working on your mental which in turn influences your spiritual life. So something as simple and as benign as eating right, getting good exercise in and sleeping good affects your existence in all planes it affects your physical mental and spiritual just by keeping your health in optimum shape this plays a role like you create the reality you want just by being mindful about the things that you do so it's good for us to keep this at the back of our minds that we are the co-creators of our lives yes the environment plays a role in our lives but we also play a role we can't sit back and throw our legs in the air and be like oh well you know i'm the reason i'm this because this happened to me and my father was poor and i didn't have a good education no okay there is something called will and something called the mind once you can marry these two together (laughs) oh man Anyway, the next principle from the Kabbalion is the principle of vibration. Nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates, the Kabbalion. I like to take my cue for this principle from a quote from Nikola Tesla. And the quote goes by, think of everything you need in the universe in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Now, let's pause there for a second. What he's saying is everything in the universe, in our known observed universe, and possibly the unknown observed universe, can be thought of in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. So at the very core of everything that exists, there is energy moving at a certain frequency or energy vibrating at a certain frequency. So that's the cue I want to use to explain or to jump into this principle of vibration, which says nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. This principle is true of everything in the universe, on the mental plane, on the physical plane, on the spiritual plane, everything vibrates. Everything is vibrating at a certain frequency. The differences between the different densities or the different manifestations of matter, mind and spirit are just pure differences in the rates of vibration. So your physical form is vibrating, which is the same thing as your mental state. These are two forms of energy, but they're vibrating at different frequencies. The same for your soul, too, or your spirit. It's vibrating at a frequency different from the frequency your mind is vibrating on. The higher the vibration, the higher the points on the scale. And you may be wondering, well, what is the scale? So the scale, think of it in terms of light to matter. All right, this is the scale we're working with. So at the top of the scale is light, which is energy moving at a very high frequency. It's moving so fast. It seems it's at rest. All right. When you look at light, it doesn't look like it's moving, but it's moving faster than you can comprehend. (laughs) So it appears to be at rest. Alternatively, certain forms of matter, certain forms of physical form vibrate so low or so slowly They seem to be at rest. I mean, you could take this cue from pretty much everything around you. Everything is matter around you. They're vibrating at a much slower frequency. They look to be resting. But I promise you they're not resting. They're vibrating. That's just a lower vibration. Light is the top of the scale, which is energy. Vibrating at a much rapid frequency as opposed to matter vibrates at a much slower frequency and everything that exists in the entire universe is in between these two extremes just moving at different levels of vibration okay okay are we all on the same page so a good understanding of this principle allows whoever wishes to tap into it The potential to control their mental states. Because whosoever can control his mental state, which is where you first experience, can control the physical state. So you can start to create the reality you want based on attuning your mental vibrations to the vibrations that put you in your purpose, that put you in the light. And it's so funny, we can use this principle to understand how to control your mind and how the minds of people can be controlled because it's the same template. The mental manifests the physical the mental influences the physical so if you can learn to control your mind mind control can be learned (laughs) so that's what we see through advertising and hypnosis and certain other mind exercises or whatever you want to call it advertising for example you're getting people on a particular wavelength and frequency. For a particular idea. You have them locked into a screen. You know broadcasting a certain message. That is mind control there. That is programming. That is a program. That is a TV program. You're tapped into the program. So it's good to understand this. Because. Once you truly take control and take responsibility of what goes on in your mental space, you can start to have the life you want. You can start to become the hero of your life. You can start to become the player in your life. You can start playing the roles that you were built, you were designed uniquely to play because you're in control of your mind, you're in control of your mental, you're in control of your essence. The fourth principle from the Kabbalion is the principle of polarity. And this principle is everything is dual. Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet. All truths are but half-truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. The Kabbalion. So I think the fundamental point in this principle is that there are two sides to everything. Alright, there's your side, there's my side. There's his side, there's her side. Everything has poles. Or opposite aspects or contradictory aspects hot cold yin yang winter summer up down you can't have one without the other you can't have up without down you can't have inside of the house without the correspondent outside of the house all right Now this principle operates on all three planes of existence, on the physical, mental, and on the spiritual. There is a light and there is a dark. There is the form and there is the formless. And to take this example a step further, we're going to use the concept of hot and cold. And I want to take you guys back to a meditation session I had a while ago. I was in this very deep deep transcendental meditation. I was I was so tapped in. I was so focused, I was so present and in the moment. And as I was meditating, I felt I felt a whole lot of energies of vibrations. So I was in a colder region when I was vibrating. Oh, sorry, I said vibrating. I was in a colder region while I was meditating. And while I was deep in it, I started to feel a lot colder. And I could feel the energy flowing, you know, all the way to the other side of the spectrum, which is hotter. So, I, you know, while I was feeling cold, I started to feel warm at the same time. And the next moment I was, you know, going back to cold and going back to warm. It was kind of like an ebb and flow of the different energies Alright, rise and fall. And when I got really deep into it. All of that faded away because I, I would say it was definitely unpleasant while I was going through the roller coaster of energy, all right. <laughs> it wasn't pleasant. I was feeling extremely cold, extremely hot. But when it when it when I fully tapped into myself and I truly submitted to the energy, to the flow, all I could feel was this undying bottomless pool of energy of fire like i could just feel like it was visceral like you know i wasn't feeling hot i wasn't feeling cold i could just feel the energy so tying it back into the principle of polarity hot and cold are one and the same thing hot is the absence of cold and cold is the absence of hot they're relative one exists as a polar opposite to the other black exists as a polar opposite to white but you can't have black without white you can't have white without black these two complement each other even though they're completely different there is no such thing as absolute absolute heat absolute cold because these two things are varying degrees of the same thing. Just like I said, I was I started to feel the energy, the vibration, the high vibration. When I was more focused, when I was more centered, I stopped feeling the sensations of cold or hot. I could just feel the energy, the pure energy. And we could tap that back into... The principle of vibration where we talked about, you know, Nikola Tesla and everything is energy moving a different, you know, you get it. You get it. I know you all are with me. So an understanding of this principle personally and suggestively wise, I believe will help one enable himself or herself to change the polarity going on within you whether it's on the physical mental or spiritual and you could also change the polarity going on around you if you can devote your time to it if you can be dedicated and be focused you can change things you can become an alchemist you can transmute the energies around you and the energies within yourself and a good understanding of this principle is the foundation of alchemy And mental transmutation. Because with this, you can change the polarity of events within you and without you, and transmute it into something else desirable, of course, through the power and utilization of your will. You have to will it into existence. You have to understand it, you have to have the knowledge, and you have to have the will, and you have to have the empathy. Put all this together and you become an alchemist. So, anyway, moving into the next principle the principle of rhythm. This principle explains everything flows out and in, everything has its tides. All things rise and all things fall. The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates the Kabbalion. In my opinion, a good understanding and working knowledge of this principle, the principle of rhythm, enables you to recognize patterns in life and go with the patterns in life. Go with the ebb and flow of life because there is an ebb and flow to life. There is a rise and there is a fall. There is an in and there is an out. There is a climb to the top and there is a descent to the bottom. So having this principle etched into your mental primes you for the swing of life because life is always going to swing at you or swing with you you could choose to duck or you could choose to be like water and go with the flow and going the flow is all about understanding the rhythm understanding where you're in what song is being played take for example we have at least where where i mean right now in the u.s we have the winter we have the uh, we have winter, spring, summer, and fall. All right, These are all the four seasons that we experience. Knowledge of this rhythm, because if you really understand it, it's, it's energy changing. It's, it's a rhythm. It's going from hot to cold. It's swinging. <laughs> That's the universal principle manifested in our weather system. The energy is swinging from hot to extreme cold. And between those two poles of existence, we have all our climates. We have the very hot and dry to so very humid and cold and frigid. And in between is everything that comes like fall and like spring. But once you truly understand this principle, you can tap into the power that lies within it, within the flow. And I take my cue from the ancients, Peruvians, the Incas. They had advanced knowledge of agriculture and irrigation. This is a civilization that's at least a thousand to three thousand years old. And most of their remnants are still in place because they were just so solid and tapped into the earth. Everything, most of the things they built stood the test of time but these people had a thorough understanding of the environment and the rhythm and it so happened that even though they lived in mountain regions or a certain tribe of the Peruvians they were still able to harvest crops all year round in all seasons and if you've been to Peru you know that at every point in the year in Peru, it's crazy. You can experience all seasons at every point in the year. You can experience winter, you can experience summer, you can experience spring and fall. That's how diverse Peru is. It's a beautiful country. But these people were able to stay profitable and harvest crops they were able to plant crops and harvest all year round on the same farm all right we're not talking about different farms or you know on the same farm that was built on the sides of mountains and hills so they had their farms built into the mountain sides and hills when you look at it from afar it may look like lines across and all around the mountain but it's not lines it's actually farms and those farms were set up in a way that all through the year Based on the gradients, certain parts of the farm was going to be, what's the word, fertile and was going to yield crop. So the cycle was always moving. They they were tapped into the rhythm, (laughs) you see. And this is just one example of recognizing the pattern, recognizing the rhythm and choosing to swing with it instead of trying to force it or trying to go against the grain. We recognize it and go with it. The sixth principle from the Kabbalion is the principle of cause and effect. And this principle explains, Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. Everything happens according to law. Chance is but a name for law not recognized. There are many planes of causation, but nothing escapes the law, the Cabalian. And bro, if I'm to be honest, this is the most effective principle. This is the most reaching principle, the principle of cause and effect. And to put simply, there is no such thing as chance or random or mistake or accident. All right. Every cause has an effect. Every effect has a cause. It's a butterfly effect we're talking about here. Chance, or you want to call it luck, doesn't exist. Whatever effect that has manifested, whether you like it or you don't like it, whether it was pleasant or unpleasant, good or bad, whatever effect that happened, was a result of a cause that came before that. And the reason you don't know it is just because you didn't perceive it or you didn't see it or you didn't recognize it. But the cause came before the effect. Nothing just happens out of a vacuum and just happens. No, some things are always coming before and some things are always happening afterwards. People who are actively working and walking in their light, in their truth, and in their power, they dominate their moods, their characters, their environments. And they become movers, they become doers instead of pawns. Alright, so you see pawns, they're just there to, you know, keep the rhythm going. Pawns are victims. Pawns suffer the consequences. But the movers, the actors, they're the ones that create the reality they want. They're the heroes of their lives. So these people, these heroes, they help to play the game of life instead of being played. All right, Instead of being moved around by the will of other people and the will of environment. And talking about the environment, that's definitely one aspect of our reality that we don't have full control of, we can never have full control of, all right? Our heredity, our race, our gender, these things we don't control. The wills of other people, the desires of other people, we don't control that. But we can choose to be the cause of the effect we want to see in the world. Yes, we can pray. We can, you know, do this. But we have to start playing the role of actors. Yes, you pray for it. Now go do it. Yes, you ask him for this. Now go do it for yourself. Now create it for yourself. All right, Be the agent of change. So this principle just calls for responsibility if you ask me. All right. Everything that goes on in life is a result of something that came before. And everything you're doing right now is a cause for something that's going to happen in the future. So what effects are you trying to manifest in the future? That's the question for the week. What are you trying to manifest for the future? What are you doing right now that's going to create an effect in the future? The next principle, the seventh principle of the Kabbalion is the principle of gender. And I'm not talking about sex, I'm talking about gender here. So this principle states, gender is not everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes, the Kabbalion. So to put simply, we're not talking about sex here. You know, are you heterosexual or not? We're talking about gender. We're talking about the energy. We're not talking about do you have a penis or vagina? No. We're talking about the energetic vibration going on within you. So that energy that's going on within you, that keeps you alive, that sustains you, that has a masculine and feminine principle to it. To everything that exists beyond human beings, there is a masculine and feminine element on all planes of existence. Your brain has two hemispheres. I know you already knew that. You have the left brain and the right brain or left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. One hemisphere based on its characters and its attributes is more masculine. One hemisphere deals with more rational thinking, more calculative thoughts. All right. More order. And the other hemisphere is more creative, more expansive, more feminine. This is your brain we're talking about, and everyone has a brain. So delving deeper into the masculine and feminine principles. Because I feel like in society, we've got these two things mixed up, gender and Sexuality, but that's a different conversation for another day. The masculine principle embodies the yang energy, the sun, the willpower, the desire to take action, fire, change, movement. These are certain elements. That characterize the masculine, your unchanging, unwavering. The feminine principle is more absorbing, and energetic-wise, it represents the yin energy, or the dark energy, or the moon, water. The flow of water. Creativity. Imagination. Feelings. This is the feminine principle. It's said that there must be a balance between these two forces. The masculine and the feminine. As represented by the yin and yang logo. You have to have the yin with the yang. And they have to weigh each other out and balance each other for creation to happen when there is a whole lot of light or there's a whole lot of masculine without any feminine energy to counteract the masculine is most likely going to act without restraints without any kind of order and this could lead to a whole lot consequently When the feminine acts alone, or when you have a whole lot of feminine energy with no masculine energy to counteract, the feminine is apt to remain stagnant, reflect a whole lot, and not get anything done. So this is why we need both energies present and in harmony. Because when these two energies are present, when there is a nice swing between doing and not doing, You know, creating and destroying life and death. That's what creates a whole world of possibilities, a whole whole world of change, a whole world of innovation. When these two forces, these two primal forces are working in conjunction. And so, ladies and gentlemen, there we have it. The seven universal principles extracted from the Kabbalion. Feel free to look it up. Do more research if you're curious enough. I just want to appreciate everyone that listened up until the end. You're special. And I also want to appreciate everyone that supported me up all the way till the start of this podcast. You all are great. You all were sending me lots of positive energy, lots of good vibes. I appreciate every one of you. And this is for everyone out there that's at a pivotal stage in their life where they find themselves crossing the barrier between what's known into what's unknown, all right? You find yourself about to move into uncharted territory. I want to tell you something. You're great. Trust in yourself. You can do it, all right? Just make that jump. Know what you want to do. Know where you want to go. And don't look back, all right? You're great. You're powerful. Stand in your truth. Stand in your power. Namaste.